0: This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.
1: This is Kerry Earnhardt, and you're listening to Earnhardt Outdoors, where the pavement ends and the dirt road begins. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Earnhardt Outdoors. I'm your host, Kerry Earnhardt, coming to you from the Zalta studio, and alongside me is an outdoor enthusiast and former driver... Well, former, always former drivers, right. like myself, Hank Parker Jr. <laughs> and we also have a special guest, which is gonna make this show really exciting. Yes,
0: today. he is. is. We've known this guy for a long, long time, time. and uh, he's a he's a backwoods boy, oh Virginia hunter, native, driving you know race cars like no tomorrow. Guy just like us, man. Oh, Elliot Sadler it's yeah. gonna be good. Yeah. I'm glad to be here,
1: boys. Thanks <laughs> for having
0: me. <laughs> I appreciate you doing yes, this, sir. man. Well, you know, I told Kerry, when we started this whole thing off and we started talking about you coming on board, I said, all we got to do is wind you up and turn you loose. Yeah, that's all, man.
2: It's, look, you start talking hunting. Guys, man, you're like my heroes. That's you, right. get, you get to hunt and then come on a radio show and talk about it? You know, I tell people all the time, you know why I love the race? Because the racing season is not during hunt season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you race during the summer, I and mean, by the time it ends, it's time that's to get in the woods and let's do some hunting. That's so it. It works out good. That's it. Fortunate. I
0: started off my racing career, and, you know, when I when I was watching racing and became a fan, your brother was kind of my hero. Mm-hmm. You know, the Virginians for lovers. yeah, And, yep. and uh, you guys, I kind of tracked you guys. And we ca- you came in just before I did, and, but, but we kind of came in along that same time. And I could remember one of the first conversations I ever had with you. You were telling me about – Uh, running deer with dogs yeah and you told me a particular story about being in a hurry and backing up through a fence uh
1: i've done that a few times they say i out which one you're talking about (laughs) so uh, i'll I'll tell
2: that story again for our listeners at home because i remember the story i was about 17 years old and actually the guy with me was chris rice who was blake cook's crew chief today today wow so the deer runs across the field and the dogs are running the deer so now we have to move to get back in front of the. The mm-hmm. deer again, mm-hmm. so I'm getting in the truck, going, hey, "Get in, get in!" Yelling, "Get in, hurry, quick, quick, quick!" So he's taking his little time and getting his gun in, and I'm in a hurry, so I'm impatient. I'm 17, 18 years old, so I put it in reverse and go ahead and gas it, and he don't have time oh, to get there. The, the, the door closed, and it grabs a stump. And folds the door around on the front fender and cuts the tire down and everything. And I'm sitting there going, "He's looking at me.
0: Like, uh... The door
2: is out of his hand." And I'm like, "All right, well, maybe we'll just see. Maybe they'll come back." You notice what concerned yeah. about the door? You know, yeah, where we're, we're, about the door? So yeah. I still have that truck today. It's a farm truck that uh is beat all to hell that we'll yeah, never be that able to get rid of <laughs> i bet
0: you don't go in and out the passenger door very much <laughs> <Nuh-uh>, no, it's <laughs> like,
2: It's one of those you got to really a guy's got to really be strong to get in the passenger <laughs> door of the farm truck <laughs> that's good stuff yeah man. yeah
1: that's pretty cool um so it's, it's you you hunt a lot with dogs in right. virginia and um a lot of people don't usually do that that's so right it's not really common in it, it's not deer it, hunting so
2: that's right it's um uh, carry it's a couple of different states that do it like in the southeast and it's right. definitely you know it's a tradition for where we come from that, that people hunt with dogs a lot of people don't know a lot about it don't mm-hmm. understand it maybe probably don't like it cuz right. they don't know much about it and and we're and we're, we're fine with that but the way we kind of do it is you you line the perimeter up of a block of woods, and we have about forty thousand acres of land that we hunt now. So we'll pick a five thousand acre block, and we'll line the perimeter up, and then we'll put the dogs in the middle to try to flush the deer out. Right. So in the deer, the 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 good part about it is you you can move some deer, and it, it it's exciting. So you're always moving. You know, I still hunt too, so I mm-hmm. understand. Some days you're sitting up to. Up the tree and you don't see anything right. it kind right. of makes for a long day right with the dogs there's always something going on mm-hmm. so that's the good part of it the bad part about it is i don't know how fast y'all think deer can run <laughs> but with something chasing them a damn deer can run They it, yeah. and you're trying to shoot him on the run yeah. it's like shooting birds and bird hunting stuff, yeah. stuff like that so when you're trying to shoot the deer and he's running it makes it really really hard and that's what the argument i have with people is you know well that's not fair hunting with dogs i was like look it's a whole lot easier shooting a deer over a bait pile because yep. he's standing That's, still yeah, exactly. than, it, than it is than it is with dogs. So the deer is moving; they got a fighting chance. They're running. You're trying to, you know, you're trying to hit him while he's moving, while the dogs are flushing him out. All right. That being said. We're like Dukes of Hazard with guns. <laughs> and, I, you know, I hope no game wardens are really listening to this show right now. <laughs> hey, we've been, we've been there. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's uh, we're always moving. Everybody's got radios. So you're also cutting up, you know, kind yeah. of like oh, we yeah. are today. Right. You're always oh, cutting yeah. up on the radio if somebody misses or, you know, if somebody sees a big buck, you get the excitement level up. But we're always kind of chasing them on trucks. And you get out the truck, you know, you have to shoot. And you get back in your truck and right. you move again. So there's a lot of different moving parts. It, it's It's... We're always moving, always going and doing. So, most people that come hunt with me the first time can't believe how much fun it it's actually is. Yeah. It's adrenaline rush. It's adrenaline rush. And it's, you know, it's on any given day, it's 25 to 35 of us hunting at a time. Right. That's so, true. there's a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts. And um, it's fun. It's a different way to do it, which we do both. Now, during. You know, we all bow hunt where right. i'm from we all muzzle load hunt where i'm from especially during the rut mm-hmm. uh, when deer are moving and that's the way we hunt and actually a lot of the uh, the mature deer we kill, or kill during that time mm-hmm. when when the rut is over with then that, that's kind of when dog season right. comes because mm-hmm. they're not moving anymore right. they're they're hibernating again mm-hmm. so we have to move them which uh man it makes it hard when they're moving it bucks are smart yeah, so um uh, yeah, it, it, it makes it hard but it's fun it's something different yeah, yeah.
1: i've done that my father my, my wife's from virginia so mm-hmm. my father law he's done that quite a bit and i went on a couple with him and then i've also done it in south carolina and oh, yeah. it's like you said it you know I, in the beginning i thought man this is not going to be the right mm-hmm. way to do this mm-hmm. but it was exciting you got to see more deer you got yeah. and it's a challenge like you said they're they're on the run and i mean they're hauling yeah and Try to shoot something running that fast. <laughs> challenge. I can't hit them sitting still. I know. I mean.
2: <laughs> I got a buddy that's a country music singer and, uh, and yeah. Blake. And, yeah. Um, so, he's very fortunate. He gets to go anywhere in the United States and steel hunts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they put him up a tree and the deer's going to come out right there at 5 o'clock. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. One of those deals. <laughs> one of the high fence deals. But he also did get, gets, you know, he does a lot of his own hunting stuff mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. So the first time I brought him, I'm like, all right, listen, we're going to get on this path. You know, it's a narrow path. Yeah. And be ready. Dogs are coming. All right, get ready. And the deer goes, <laughs> <shoom>. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> was that the one I was supposed to shoot? Yes. Get in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go. Start we got to go. Over. Yeah, yeah, start over. And then push rewind.
0: My mm. first deer hunt was with dogs. And you know what? I, I'll tell you, there's a couple of things I really like about it. Number one is it, it takes a team of people that know what they're mm-hmm. doing and you're oh, all yeah. working together. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, there's some camaraderie that you just can't. 100%. Yeah, I love that. I love the aspect. I love the radios. I love the chatter. I love giving them a hard time. I like, you know, the fact that you've got you've got to get ahead. And you know, some of those big bucks too. When you're running dogs, they'll slip and come out the back 100%. door. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, yeah. and so yeah. there's a lot there's a lot involved with it. And you know, we've talked about you know, from safari type hunts to different types of hunts, you've got a, a an array of hunters out there. And some people may not like you know. One guy may just like the pheasant hunt and this and that. But, th- you know, if you haven't tried it, I'd tell you to try it. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, at least it, once. It,
2: it's not for everybody, mm-hmm. but I think people come try it one time. Usually they really like this. Like, yeah. I didn't know this much went into it. Right. Because it is teamwork. You, you have to work together, and the, the bucks are so smart. The dogs will be going, going in to a block running a buck and come out the other side running three or four does, yeah. and he just squats. Yep. and he just and it just drives you crazy it's frustrating but that's what makes it so exciting yeah. it's just like steel hun you know you, your cameras telling you all the time there's a buck right. coming you know mm-hmm. visiting this scrape frequently and you go in there and you see every small buck in yep. the world and every doe and he's gone it's the <laughs> he's same not there. it is the same thing it's just a you know a little bit li- yeah. you know d- mm-hmm. different level to it but the camaraderie side when you get 25 or 30 guys on the radio doing stuff mm-hmm. going on we always break for lunch together you don't feel like you're you're by yourself right. kind of like when right. you're still hunt you, right. you, right. you, you with the radios you all know what's going on and holy cow that's when the stories I was <laughs> the stories is what I wait for oh, the stories I love hearing the stories, the stories is bad and yeah. I, I'll have one I used to be on the team Tylenol deal so they they let me know the president of Tylenol wanted to come down and he's from Connecticut wow. so he wanted to come in try this dog hunt thing he heard you talking about it at the racetrack <laughs> so he came down and he came and stayed in my house the night before so I was like his name's Eric I was like Eric listen, you know I'm from the outdoorsy world, country world. A lot of these guys have never left the county we're in. Right. So we're not always politically correct. You know, we're not always going to have the proper language, but we're all good guys, good old country boys, do anything in the world for you. I say, especially... Uh, well, my best friend in the world since kindergarten, his name is Vern. Vern? Vern. I mean, it fits him perfectly. Yeah, He's good. like 6'4", big old red-headed guy, big old beard, works on tractor trailers for a living. <laughs> oh, cool. So I'm like, listen, just whatever you do, stay away from Vern.
1: <laughs> Don't mess with Vern.
2: Every other word out of his mouth is a cuss word. He's the nicest guy in the world, but he yeah. it just, you know, not politically, correct. just stay away from Byron. So anyway, the next morning we're hunting and all this stuff's going on. And he actually brought his brother down with him, and he killed actually at that time the biggest buck we'd ever killed in our life in that county. So we're all happy, and we had, like, dogs going everywhere and everything. So I lost track of where the president of Tylenol was. <laughs> so it came, like, lunchtime. I'm going, um... Uh, anybody seen, you know, on the radio, uh, anybody seen Eric? Yeah, I know he was left over here, but we got moving, and, you know, I had a guy pick him up to move him over oh, get yeah. him back in the middle of the hunt kind of deal. That's right. Does anybody know where Eric's at? Because last time I saw him, he was in Vern's truck going to the hunt club, and I was like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. So I pull up in the hunt club for lunch, and he and Vern are sitting on the tailgate, Drinking moonshine, and I'm going. <laughs> Dude, they connected. Doing? They have connected. Here yeah. goes. I love this boy right here. <laughs> some tylenol. He stayed like an extra couple of days and hung out with all my buddies. And then at the the next week when he got home, he called me. He said, "El, I ask you a question now. I have a suite <laughs> at Bristol that I usually bring." Sponsors and employees and stuff in, do you mind if I bring your hun buddies up to watch the night race with me at Bristol? Oh, wow. And I said, Eric, i tell you what, I think they would think that's the neatest thing in the oh, world. Yeah. So they all climbed in the back of a truck and drove up to Bristol <laughs> and watched the night race with the uh, with the president of, oh, of, of Tylenol. That's cool. That's, so that was a cool story, yeah. which goes back to yeah. good things are happening in the outdoors in the outdoor yeah, world, yeah. and outdoor world and Deffery camaraderie.
1: That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So how many dogs do you run on a hunt? I, I think you have...
2: I have about 50 or 60. I have actually uh, 52 dogs right now that I can run. Yeah. So I'll turn loose uh, 10 at a time myself four times a day. But it's nine of us that do that, so wow, we'll go yeah. through over 200 dogs a day mm-hmm. that are running wow. and moving and getting things going. And then at nighttime, you know, we all got to go catch them. Yeah, we got to go catch them, put them back up, feed them, get them ready, and then you do it again the next day. So that's it's, cool. It's it's a lot too. It's a lot of action going. And on. And to hear the
1: dogs running, barking oh, and running, that's, See, that's man, awesome.
2: Hear, oh man, to hear them running, yeah. man, that's, that's hard. Hey, they are like having kids. You are proud of them one minute, that's right. and in the next minute, you're like, <laughs> what are you doing? You <laughs> you're going the wrong way. You're on the backtrack. You, you know. Yeah. So it's a lot of, uh you know, it's a lot of ups and downs with it, but definitely a lot of fun. That's we cool. Love, we love the dog side. Cool. And see, now in the state of Virginia, uh, we have so many black bear now where I live right. at. Um, uh, we actually can use dogs for, for black bear hunting as well. Mm-hmm. So the last, right now the state of Virginia gives us six days a year uh, to, to black bear hunt. Okay. And um, the last two years, we've, uh, we've killed 14 in the last uh, two years and the biggest one being 640 pounds yeah. wow Big, and man. uh i killed one 480 and 390 but with the dogs and neither one of mine would climb the tree the dogs right. are pushing him so i was like <clears throat> me to steve from him so like kinda i'm gonna tell you what guy my heart was <laughs> <laughs> my heart was going crazy <laughs> but it's it's the fun part of uh, of being outdoors and and that excitement yeah, with cool. a black bear yeah it's neat yeah we, we
1: were talking earlier Elliot and myself, either one, has been out hunting yet. One, because Elliot's talking about how warm it is, and two, because mm-hmm. of my neck issue. But I've gotten to where I've been pulling my bow back and getting ready because mm-hmm. we're going to Pennsylvania Sunday and going to hopefully knock some down this week. So yeah. I had to get my, my arm worked out. But uh you're talking about you have a hunt coming up. With some kids,
2: yeah, we do a ton of stuff for kids. Um, that's one thing my hunt club I'm very proud of. We, a bunch of us got in together, bought a bunch of land and stuff together. But we do a ton of stuff for kids, mm-hmm. bringing them out, and we do a ton of stuff uh, for veterans that, that yeah, come right. out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, some of them uh, are disabled, and we have these hydraulic stands they can get in and stuff like that, and see see whatever mm-hmm. they need to see. But this weekend, this Saturday in the state of Virginia is youth. Black Bear Day, mm-hmm. so we we have our group of guys that come in with their dogs, and we have a group of our handlers and, and head hunters come in, mm-hmm. and make sure that the kids can get in the right situation with the bear. Uh, to try to so last year we we, were, we in one day we were able to take three bear and we had three little kids that that, that took three bear in That's one cool. day so we're trying to do the same thing the guys we, we've prepped everything we needed to prep we kind of know where the bear are at mm-hmm. um, we, we've got the, the guys coming in to try to make that all but anything to get kids in the outdoors right. is it to me is the right way to and do it, things yeah. they, they yeah. can learn so much about life and so many different experiences by being outdoors and uh we, we want them to enjoy
1: that yeah that's what we talk about we try to get our kids in the outdoors a lot we've done several turkey hunts my daughter just shot her first turkey this year oh. tried to shoot her first deer last year but she never had any luck with it so she's excited about getting back out this year and maybe trying to get her she's 13 now so hopefully that'll work out and you know we I was talking about we do some fishing with kids we take them out fishing They've never been out fishing mm-hmm. you, know, you think oh man every kid fishes yeah, but, you know, yeah. I, I found a lot of them that hadn't been so i take them out and then their fathers come and ask about a lot of questions of what to do because their kids want to go fishing now mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool and, they, and then they hear stories of the fathers realizing what kind of child they have when mm-hmm. once they're out fishing yeah you mm-hmm. know we're out on a boat i see a different person than my daughter yeah and just stories like that it's really cool so that's pretty neat It's like
2: that uh, Trace Atkins song, she thinks we're just fishing, but it's a lot more (laughs) going on. A lot more. A lot more memories being made and teaching.
0: A lot of teaching. I could tell you, when I was about, uh, I think about 11 years old, I was deer hunting with my dad, and he sat me down and told me, he said, you know, son, it won't be long you'll be moving out of the house. Have you made plans? You know what you're going to do? I was (laughs) like, dad, (laughs) wait a minute here, you know? So I got a lot of hard lessons. Now, you have have. kids.
2: I do. You have two kids? I have two kids. I have a son, Wyatt, Mm that's six, and I have a daughter, Austin, that's four, and last year, year um i'll tell you what I've, I've, I've been hunting a long time but last year my son six years old killed his first buck last year oh wow killed his first deer and i cry i be, mean, i cried like a baby yeah i thought it was yeah. the coolest thing because he's been going with me since he was three mm-hmm. and you know with the bb gun and wanting to do this mm. and wanting to do that <laughs> and he was able to take his first deer last year uh out of out of one of our nice hydraulic stands where he could sit yeah. there and play and right. not scare them out right. and they came in the field and when he made the shot you know i'm holding the gun with him and he, mm-hmm. he, he pulled and, and did the whole deal and i it was in a soybean field and i, I didn't see the deer leave so i'm like oh man maybe <laughs> so he's like we got to go look we got i was like you know we got to give it time let's give it time so we went looking for it and i saw the deer before he did kind of laid over in the corner and he's looking i don't that i think he's gone and i'm like maybe you need to come look come look over here come look over. And he came in and when he saw it his excitement he got happy, and I started crying yep. all at one yeah. time. But, man, what a day uh, that, that you can spend with your family and your kids in the outdoors. There's, there's nothing mm-hmm. like it.
1: It is. It's like when she you know, shot her turkey. I was sitting over off to the side from her, and my wife was sitting with her back facing the field that we were hunting over. And when she shot, the turkey went over because it was a little drop-off, and the turkey went over the back. And I'm like, you missed him. She said, no, I didn't, I shot him, I promise you, I seen him flopping, I, I look, and I'm like, no, he's not. Well, once I got around to where she was at, you could see the tip of his wings flopping up and down. Uh, just every yeah. now and then you see tips flying, so it was pretty exciting just to see the expression on her face.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, after the shot, because, you know, Carrie gave her a 12-inch, three and a half inch. <laughs> Shut Shut up. Shoot this, honey, Man. it won't kick. <laughs> uh. Uh, how did you get started hunting? What's, what's your first memories of hunting?
2: So um, when I was a kid, six, seven, eight years old, my dad would take uh, me and my brother hunting. And back then, there was no extended cab trucks. Everything was just a mm-hmm. regular truck, yep. and we uh, and they really hunted by trucks back then mm-hmm. we do a little more on stands now with dogs but we we grew up hunting with with dogs mm-hmm. so my dad would take me and my brother hunting and we'd always fight who had to sit in the middle and who had to sit on the outside <laughs> which i lost most of the yeah. time because i was the youngest but um so I, my dad started taking me at a very young age so i just kind of learned hunting with him and and then when i got to be 11 12 13 years old the, the all the guys would sit around the hunt club you know and have a drink and eat mm-hmm. supper and all that and start telling stories well, my dad would let me start driving the truck. So he'd be like, <laughs> go on in the back of the farm. There's no asphalt roads right. where we yeah, go. Yeah. Go here, on in same. the back of the farm. You might see a dog. Go pick up a dog or go spotlight and see if you see a deer. Yeah. Go whatever. So I thought, like, that was the coolest thing in the world. So my dad, when I was eleven, you know, 10 or 11 years old... I go drive him my own truck and find him. like Dad, I got three dogs, and, yeah. and he's still you know having a drink. Go on, find some more. Go on, I got that. So that's kind of how I started hunting is is with my dad and and kind of going in that direction. And, and I'm still very blessed that he's he's still here with me today Ooh. and week. So now it's him, me, and and my son now oh, all cool. kind of doing that's it good. together. So it, it's neat. And, and when I was 13, my dad got me my own truck. I think he got tired of me telling him, <laughs> where to go. If you're not going to the right place. You know, you go here he's fine. All right, so he likes his go. doors better. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, so and here's your truck. You go well, but you want yeah, to go, and then yeah. I'll go where I want to go. So it all it all ended up good, but it's all a family thing. And, and a lot of people go on vacation all these extravagant places. Mm-hmm. You know, people always say, "Oh, where you gonna go on vacation when you finish racing this this year?" My vacation is in the woods w- with my family and friends. That that yeah. to me is 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 my vacation. Yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's very cool.
0: Well, man, uh, what kind of dogs do you run? I mean, we talk about how many you have and how what what do you have a particular a particular breed? You guys we like? Do.
2: we we mix uh, July and Walker, and oh, wow. they they come out oh, of the yeah. mountains of Tennessee and stuff like that. Okay. So that that's kind of what we mix. And we got a certain way that we we train uh, all of them. Uh, I have a full time guy there every day when i'm he's there every day especially when i'm not there but we, the way we train them feed them um i mean we got air conditions blowing on them my fans <laughs> blowing on them all the time the important dogs. Th- they're very important dogs so um th- that's the kind we have and and that's what we've had the most success with and, and everybody in, in our area in our hunt club all share uh, breeding styles right. and technique. We feel like we got a good one we use, and mm-hmm. we you know, we all share in the same hunt club, so they're mm-hmm. all kind of related. But so that's kind of what we use for for deer, and then for for bear we use like plots, big old plots. Yeah, they're huge, dog. mean, mm-hmm. mean mm-hmm. dogs. So they'll fight the bear in a heartbeat. Oh, it's yeah. crazy to yeah. watch yeah. how that go. They're not scared of him at Mm-mm. all. Mm-mm.
1: They hold their ground, that's for sure. They do
2: hold. That's a good way I mean, to put it. They hold their ground. It's
1: amazing to watch them. That they get something that big, you know. Yeah.
0: If and you can get on them, you can watch them biting that, that bear in the rear yeah. end while he's running. That's They'll right. they up there biting him. He'll turn and swat at him. It's pretty funny.
2: Yeah. I've climbed in uh, two years ago, the one I killed, about 480. I was climbing in on my hands and knees in a cut so it was really mm-hmm. thick. And I peeped up, and, and the bear was just sitting up against a tree like this. And he, every time a dog get close to him, he'd, he'd pop it. him, He'd smack him. Uh. I i'm too close <laughs> let, me back up. let me back up a little bit uh is, can we flush him out yeah. to somewhere that's more open Climb this <laughs> yeah. tree. please get away from me yeah. Climb the tree. Uh,
0: i took my boy uh, on a bear hunt and it'd been the first time in years since i'd been on a on a dog hunt and you know we're around it a lot you know north carolina especially in the mm-hmm. eastern part of north carolina oh, yeah. and then down around rockingham speedway that's a big deal running deer with dogs and but we went on this this bear hunt with dogs and we had the best time and he mm-hmm. got him a bear and like you say, my heart was beating so fast, I couldn't. i was starting to have a hard time seeing, you know? It's an
2: adrenaline it's rush. Fun. It is. It is. I got some buddies. Uh, one of the biggest farmers uh, east of the Mississippi, they, they, they farm down in Hyde County. Okay. They farm oh, about, yeah. about 15,000 acres of just corn. Mm. It's the Armstrong brothers. So, you know, I've been friends with them 20 years. Well, so they black bear hunt big time in that mm-hmm. area. And yes, they, they do. And it's neat to see because they got bear everywhere. And big and, ones. And big yep. ones. Big and, but they don't hunt on trucks. They hunt on, like, uh, rangers. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. just rangers, or whatever, and they got radios and stuff on that, and windshields and doors, and yep. they go crazy on, on those things. Yeah. So uh, it, it's neat seeing. That side of it too. But I do have a story. Um, I got some folks that come from Myrtle Beach that come up to my lodge to bear hunt every year. They're, they're uh, lawyers and judges. It's six of them. Hmm. So they come up, they started deer hunting, and they, they've killed pretty big deer. So now, now we're going to bear hunt. So my best friend out of the whole group, Russell, was with me two years ago, first time bear hunting hmm. for him. <laughs> so the dogs are running the bear through the woods. So you can hear and then the bear stops. So you can tell the bear is because oh, the yeah. dogs are not moving. You can tell yeah. they're barking right. at something. Right, yeah. So I'm like, All right Russell, that we gotta go. We gotta go get your gun He's says, What Game do you mean over. we gotta go? We gotta we gotta run in the woods, you know, and, and, and let's let's try to get the bear. Was the bear up the tree? Well, I don't know, Russell. <laughs> we're getting ready to find out. <laughs> we're getting ready to find out. So he's a he's a lawyer now. Yeah. So we're running through the woods, and, and you know how dogs bark. It gets to echoing, Echo. echoing oh, yeah. in the woods. Gets- so we're getting like a hundred yards from them, and you can tell they're they're kind of growling at each other, and you can hear the bear kind of huffing and puffing. And uh-huh. and he he stops. In my hand, like I'm in his back, going, "We got to go. It's now or never." You want to kill a bear, man? But we're doing. Killing. He's like, I, I I don't I don't know. Man, I, I don't know. I like, dude right now we gotta go we gotta go oh, it's kind of loud in there yeah. <laughs> i said come on i'm right here beside you you know I, I, right? I have a gun too we, we got it. i got your back it's gonna be fine so we get to the to to the where the bear is and he keeps one of us on the ground up said, i don't know we we'll get that so finally we see it, and the, his bears up a tree i'm gonna right look relax it's up a tree take it take your time let's, let's make a good shot but listen when a bear's up a tree if he starts doing this, yep. And I'm I'm looking down. Like yeah. if he starts looking down. He's coming. He's coming yeah. down. Yep. He's you, coming out. He's coming out. You better <clears throat> just, just, just make something happen. Yep. So he shot bear falls out the tree. So I run over there real quick cuz I don't want him to land on a dog or right. hurt a dog. Right. So Absolutely. I run to the bear to kind of help finish everything off. Oh, so yeah. I turn and go, all right, Russell, good good job, Russell. Hey. <laughs> Where would you go?" <laughs> He shot and ran. When oh, the bear way. came down, he <laughs> was gone. Oh, yeah. He was gone. Where'd you go? He's going to get you first. Yeah. Where'd oh, you go? Your honor. So <laughs> we have fun telling that story, yeah, which that's... hunting is about right. telling stories. Yes, you know. It it is. Right? So we've had fun telling that story on him for years oh, yeah. uh, after that, especially to all his friends. Because his version of the story and what really happened is, is a lot different. Yeah. You were the one that ran in his version, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ruined it for him. <laughs> oh, well, that's good stuff. I ruined it. Do you you hunt anything else besides bear? Uh, Bear, deer, and we do a little bit of, um, of course, turkey uh, hunting. Spring gobbler I love, which is, you know, they're so hard and they're so smart. Mm -hmm. You feel like if you've done something during spring gobbler, then you've you've really done something. Yeah, you've accomplished something. So they're kind of three that I really do. And then Mm -hmm. during the summertime... Uh, you know, I'm a big, uh, offshore fisherman. You okay. Know, I uh, I do that a ton during the summertime and try to fish in a lot of tournaments, cool. uh, offshore tournaments, which is, uh another adrenaline rush when you got that much money on the line oh yeah when you hit a fish you know i fish a lot of billfish tournaments Mm -hmm. okay and you got you know six to eight lines out when you catch a fish you got to get the other ones in and the boat's bagging up and the water's all on you and you got to hurry up get it in so you can start fishing again (laughs) so i try to do that during the summertime no hunting just more fishing during the summertime Uh, yeah
1: that's a lot of fun doing bill fishing oh man it's a beautiful animal oh man
2: it's when he gets to walking on his tail Mm -hmm. Uh, I heard a story
0: one time. You can tell me if you think this is true or not. You know, how fishing stories go. My dad, you know, growing up and my dad being a fisherman, mm-hmm. we were allowed to embellish up to 60% and it wasn't a lie. You know? so, <laughs> but I heard a story about Big E out there. They were fishing somewhere, him and Richard Childers, and they had Hank Jones with them. And oh, yeah. Richard and, and your dad had caught some fish and it was awesome. Well, oh, Hank Jones was struggling with being sick a little bit and he's trying to play it off like it wasn't nothing happening. So when he wasn't paying attention, they tied a five-gallon bucket to one of the rods yep. and let it out there. <laughs> and it let him fight that thing for 30 minutes. And every time he'd get tired and put his head down where he wasn't looking, oh, he just jumped. You see? <laughs> and Hank Jones, hey, Bo, I seen him. I seen him. He was walking across that water, Bo. And, and you know, he talked real funny. You had to know Hank Jones and, just to know went, the story. So he went on, went on, went on, went on until he's just Dish rag tired, yep. you know, he's sweating, and gets the bucket up there to the bunny. because that's okay. Hanky will get you back. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. but and
1: That's uh, the way he was. That is stuff. a
2: great story. It's <laughs> funny. It was, uh, funny. It that, was funny. I, got I a mean, yeah, that is uh...
1: Uh, it'd been priceless to be around to see that. Yep. Just just knowing Hank Jones and pulling that trick on him. and um,
0: You know, your dad would do stuff like that. No, you he know? would not.
1: <laughs> 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 so you were around, Dad? A little I bit. What?
2: I was. Uh, I the, the coolest time I spent with your dad is when I'd hang out at, at Dale Jr.'s house across from the shop. Yeah, the party place, the, yeah. Party place. <laughs> yeah. So, we don't talk about those days. Yeah, either. we can't talk about <laughs> those days. Uh, but you, your dad would come over and pick me up, and I'd get to ride around his truck, and he'd take me behind his house in the high fence and yeah. show yeah. me Boaz and some of the bucks and stuff he had. And it just it was neat. Yeah. You know, because you, not, I, mean, I, I was a, a fan of your dad's before I met him. You know, because my dad owned a Chevrolet dealership in Virginia, right. so so way back when. And then once I got, you know, to meet you and and Kelly and Dale when we were all racing late models. And then of course I got to meet your dad. And then you know I'm a hunt, hunter too. Right. So to kind of spend some time with your dad mm-hmm. like that, away from mm-hmm. the racetrack and seeing his vision of what he 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 knew of hunting and his yeah. knowledge of it was freaking amazing, it was. unbelievable. It came, yeah, and it's it's something that it's you know i have a lot of it's a lot of Earnhardt fans where i live at and right. I'm just, i just always tell them yeah. i wish you got to know him the way i did away from yeah, the racetrack yeah. he was a good man and so down to earth and he, he was a hunter like we were that's he right. was a blue collar hunter like we that's were that's right he was
1: when he was when he was hunting he was just like any of anyone out in the club or anything he yeah sit back telling stories and talk about the one that got away or
0: butchering his yeah. own deer yeah you know? i mean yeah. He was the real deal man
1: yeah he had the deal where you hang the deer you you slit him up the belly and get him started tie the golf ball to the (laughs) inside the hide hook it to the truck yep and take off take off yeah a lot of times it works. sometimes half the deer go with it
0: (laughs) yeah or a golf ball ends up in the back window i've done that
1: once that's not fun there'd be times driving around the farm and all of a sudden we'd be on the road and next thing you know you went off in a gully through the trees and i mean just run over trees and everything i'm like dad this is your i mean it's like a loaner truck from chevrolet he's like you wouldn't believe how many people's in line to buy this truck when i'm done so i'm like i guess so all the dents and door dings and i mean trees and everything
2: Uh, uh, isn't that awesome a lot
1: of fun just you know like i said wish he was around still
2: yeah, he, good man. And, yeah. and what he did for our sport on the racetrack was mm-hmm. amazing. But what he meant to us in the industry right. off the sport, I don't think will ever be matched again. No. And he did it by being a good guy. Right. That's right. I mean, there's some people in our sport thinks think you got to be mean or the villain to make things right. happen or right. make a name for yourself. And your dad wasn't like that. He mm-hmm. treated everybody with class and respect. And did it the right way, and no. I think that's why so many fans gravitated towards him. It was, mm-hmm. you know, he he's just like me, but, mm-hmm. he, but he but of course he can drive, no. but he is just, you know, he acts just <laughs> like me, and that's that's the yeah, neat part of, of the way your yeah. dad was. And I see a lot yeah. of that in you and your your brother and sister too. Yeah, the, the way you guys act.
1: Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah it was as neat. To, I mean, not neat, I guess. It was interesting to see when the time happened when you know we lost dad. All the folks that showed up yeah. at Dillon oh, Incorporated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fans and non-fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, people didn't root for him, and you know, always you know, rooting against him, were there, mm-hmm. just because it meant something to them. The person he was, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, the stories so he had, much respect for what him. he taught them. So that was mm-hmm. pretty special and cool to see.
0: Some of the places I've gotten to go, especially out in Texas, like near at the Peloncia and they mm-hmm. go out there and hunt every year. I've gotten to meet people that just knew that right. hunting side of him yeah and they don't you know they kind of knew a little bit about racing but they didn't really know the yeah. intricacies right. of it but just to hear the stories of you know they just knew dale the hunter yeah and this is fun it's fun to hear to hear what they had to say because he's to get after it i mean he's hardcore yeah, yeah. he's a real hunter right he ways. wanted
2: to do it himself <laughs> yeah he wanted to do it the right way
1: yeah i did that show with Haley and Gio and we on we went some places that dad had been and they would always put the guy guide that got a dad with me that's cool and just to hear this we go to the same stands that they went to and the stories that he was telling me of dad and dad, all the tricks they played on him dad played <laughs> on him it was, it was it was really cool and I, chills oh he plays
0: tricks <laughs> he messed with people yeah <laughs> Just yeah. a little bit. Little a
2: lot bit. of stories like that. i tell dude. you what. He grabbed me by the back of the neck one time yeah, so I think, hard. I thought I was going to go to my knees. Yeah, I think that's what's wrong with my neck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, look, it's funny how some stories you remember like they were yesterday, and I can't even remember what happened yesterday. Right. Half yeah, the yeah, yeah. So it was 2000, the Spring Bristol race. I qualified 7th. Uh, Dale Jr. qualified 8th in one of his first ever races mm-hmm. in the Budweiser mm-hmm. car. And, and and Dale qualified ninth. Your dad. So we go into turn one, the first lap. Bobby Labonte was in the 18 Interstate Batteries crawling inside. Kind of got loose and had to check up. I checked up a little bit. Well, Dale hit me, spun me out, wrecked me, and I collected Dale Jr. First lap of the race. (laughs) So after, you know, Dale Jr. and I were buddies. And this was when all all the stuff was going on at the house. We were all buddies. So after the race, Dale's like, man, what? Dale Jr., man, what's going on? I was like, man, your dad hit me and wrecked me and wrecked both (laughs) of us. I don't know what he was thinking, man. What was going on? But that time, he grabbed both of us at the same time and, like, told us pretty much to calm down. So, I was like, yeah, I I didn't mean any of that. (laughs) I was talking about a different – I was talking about Dale Jarrett. What are you talking about? Somebody totally different. So, uh, it was funny, some of the – some of the times he walked in the house and just he had to give you that look oh yeah kind of oh yeah like, right, yeah, yeah. I'm so, oh yeah we got to go pick up trash outside right. i'm sorry yeah let me get up and <laughs> yes, go sir. do that real quick yes sir
1: yeah it's just that look he give you
2: that's right
0: dale jr had hit uh biggie at bristol at one time remember when he kind of door slammed him coming up off a of four and i was at Dell jr's the next day you know it's yeah. over there and we're sitting there about that time here come a black truck sliding in the driveway and he jumped out of the truck and he grabbed Dell jr by his shirt and he said <laughs> You don't ever hit my race car again, or I'll whoop you like a man. You understand that? <laughs> and uh, he was just, you know, teaching him a lesson. And uh, he yelled, you said, yes, sir. <laughs> and he, and uh, he turned around to leave, get back in his truck. I said, hey, Mr. Ernard <laughs> <laughs> he gave me this look Got his truck and left. Dale Jr. looked at me like, you're an idiot. Yeah. I was like, it was just too perfect not to say that, you know. It was just too funny just to let that go You didn't oh, get uh, fussed yeah. at yeah. yeah. I was guilty by association. Association, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, he made a rule we couldn't go to Myrtle Beach. Dale Jr. and I could not go to the Myrtle Beach bush race together anymore. We had to stay separated because uh, he just he got tired of dealing with babysitting. So.
1: Oh, that's cool. Well, it, you just come off of wind yeah so that that's that was pretty great special. Look,
2: man to to win um win at kentucky was the first ever xfinity chase race yeah so mm-hmm. i mean i told uh kelly i say that's neat that our name is going to be in the history books together junior motorsports right. winning the first ever xfinity Heck chase yeah. race with us and uh that was a special race to me because my mom uh, was in the icu all that week mm-hmm. of the race so hermy and i was switching back and forth sleeping in the chairs Uh, you know, all twenty-four hours every day. So I pretty much had to leave the hospital, leave my mom there, go get on a plane, come to Kentucky, and you know, kind of have to turn the switch on. Now it's time to Mm. time to let's go. And um, a lot of emotion and 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 stuff went around that race. So for us to pull that off, uh, was was really special to me. So I'm gonna be honest with you. It's this has been a great season. Um, I've known you, your sister, and your brother for such a long time—twenty years now—and to be able to get together. This late in my career, right. when I didn't know what was going to happen with my career, exactly. you, you, mm-hmm. at this age you never know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. For them to give me an opportunity, and for us to be successful with it, to win you know three races so right. far, to lead to points all year long, to win the first Xfinity Chase race, it's been a dream season to 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 say the least. It's been neat, great atmosphere, good people here, and it's definitely been fun. Yeah, I, I can
1: tell it's, it's cool. been pretty cool.
2: So. Oh, it's been neat because you yes. never know when you walk into a deal, and you know, and Dell and I looked at each other last October, and he's like. I want you to come over here, and I want you to do good. And I'm like, dude, I really want to do good for you. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. You're giving me an opportunity. I understand that. Right. I really, you know how it is as a race yeah. car driver. Mm-hmm. You want to come in and That's do the right. best you can. And man, and, and it's a little bit different sometimes to say we can do this together, or we did right. do this together. Right. So right. now we can look at each other and say we did, we did. win together. Mm-hmm. You know, now we got something to build on. Special uh,
0: You know, you, you you learn. You you came into the sport young, and you were really good right off the bat. And uh, you've had a very solid career. But you learn a lot as you get older, and you learn to be more appreciative. Right. And and you learn of the things that can go wrong. It's been good. It's been good to watch you from the start to where you are now. Just fight just fight to stay in there and keep 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 at it and and keep being successful it could be like
1: me and junior just give up and walk away (laughs)
2: yeah but now you get to hunt and talk about it we we didn't stay and
1: fight for it we just left
2: i tell you what i've learned and you kind of took the words out of my mouth when i was younger i didn't really appreciate the work that the team and all did to get the cars ready Mm -hmm. you know i always Mm -hmm. thought it was about me i'm the young kid coming in Mm -hmm. and. Whether things went good or bad, I didn't appreciate all the hard work that went into it. Probably when I drove for the Wood Brothers or when I drove for Robert Yates. I didn't appreciate everything that went on. Then when I got in that circus with the Gillettes and the 19 car and all the mess we had to go through with that, Mm -hmm. running show cars and barricading the doors because we hadn't paid our bills and didn't Mm -hmm. know if we were going to race. It's like if I, I, I'm in a server, I, I won't ever survive this. And mm-hmm. and then Kevin and Delana Harvick came along, gave me a chance to, to drive their truck right. for them a couple races yep. and kind of like rejuvenated me. And then now being older, I really appreciate what – because I've been on the other side now. So mm-hmm. now, now I'm back on the right side of it. I really do appreciate the money spent, the time spent, the mm-hmm. extra effort that everybody does to make sure our car is as good as they can get, get to the racetrack. But I would say that's the biggest difference between when I was 20 – and now that i'm 40 Mm -hmm. is i really appreciate and understand what goes on to get a race car ready to go to the racetrack right yeah man that's good that's cool
1: well This is Carrie Earnhardt, and you're listening to Earnhardt Outdoors.
2: Hey, Junior Nation. Now more than ever, exclusive, entertaining, and free content from the world of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no further away than your fingertips. It's all thanks to Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo' Radio presented by Exalta. All eight Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and, of course, DaleJr.com. So whether you're at home, at work, in the gym, on the run, or just hanging out, Dirty Mo Radio gives Junior Nation its newest and most versatile way yet to plug directly into the world of Earnhardt anytime, anywhere.
1: We appreciate you coming on the show. It's, I appreciate you having been a, me. It's fun. Yeah, oh, it was, it's
2: great. This is Look, I can sit around, I, I and sit when, around it, this all it sounded, day. I
1: heard he, he, he would commit to doing this. I knew it was going to be <laughs> a blast. So.
2: Click over, just keep rolling. Yeah, part yeah. two. Yeah, part two. <laughs> Look, guys, it's it's uh it's neat to be here and see this part of it, and, and of course be a part of uh, Earnhardt Outdoors. But uh, mm. good luck on all the hunting and stuff you guys are doing. And look, man, always an open invitation if you ever want to try to here come to. The, I'm ready. Let's if you go. want to come to the dark side in Virginia and try it, <laughs> man, you, you're welcome to come up, man. Bring hunt. some guys with you.
1: I lost my father several years ago now, and I haven't hunted Virginia since. Uh-huh. So uh,
2: that was. You're always welcome. I appreciate you, that. You're always welcome. Either one of you guys want to come up, bring some friends. we got plenty of places to stay. People cook for you, take care of it, and a whole lot of lies that will be told. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: well, we could do that, too. Yes, sir. Well, cool. I appreciate you coming on. and It's been a blast. And uh, All right, well, folks, that does it for Earnhardt Outdoors here in the Azalta studio. And we would like to thank Azalta for their continued support and also thank Jeff Gordon and Alice Bowman, who are filling in for Dale Jr. for the remainder of the 2016 season. And be sure to follow them on Twitter and Facebook at Azalta Racing. The past weekend, Jeff was in the car at Dover and came home with a top-ten finish. And this weekend, Alex is back in the car at Charlotte. So looking forward to see what he could do for yeah. the Dell Jr. car. Yeah. That's
0: season. We're, you know, we said every, every time we're on here. Looking forward to getting Dell Jr. back in that car, sitting back on that racetrack. Yeah. We've had a good time today talking with Elliot. And you can tell he's just a down-to-earth guy. He likes... You, Everything in this conversation was about family, was was about appreciation, about spending time in the woods yeah. and building friends, and you know it's just uh, it's just what you want to hear. And so everyone out there listening, send us your uh, pictures. Send us pictures of your dogs, your deer. I've already Kids, did. even kids. Yeah. I mean, pictures of your kids with your deer. I've been hunting. I've been hard at it, and I haven't done anything. But when I do, I'll send you a picture.
2: <laughs> send yeah. us a
0: picture. Send us some questions. You know, we're all, all over social media, at Earnhardt Outdoors, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, everything else. Hit us up. Yeah, do it. Look
1: forward to it. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Hey, it's Mike Davis. Join us each Monday on the Dale Jr. Download Podcast as we recap the race with exclusive
0: commentary from Junior himself, plus radio chatter replay and reaction theater new episodes every monday throughout the race season right here on dirty mo radio